Brandon Benefield, Gerard Bonner, and Diana Michelle. What's going on, everybody? It is that time of the week. It's Friday. You know what that means. It's time for your favorite podcast, the SHW Podcast. This is our wrestling. Not only are we bringing you a big old podcast, but we're three days away from Christmas. Hey, hey. You guys, I'm B-Double. That's GB. That's Diana. And uh, are you guys, how are you guys feeling? We're just a couple of days away from the big day. Huh? It can't be. It can't be here. I mean, look, look, look. My wallet has 25 cent in it. Mm. I'm not ready. Mm. <laughs> I'm mm. not ready. I'm kidding. I'm so kidding. But wouldn't that be sucky if it did? <laughs> I took that as you've done all your Christmas shopping, and now you're like, okay, somebody better get me something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hate I hate shopping. Y'all know this. I hate shopping, but I mean, I, I get what's, what needs to be done, done. That's what Amazon's yeah. for, but you got to do that Thank early you. so it all comes yeah. on time. Exactly. Very true. Yeah. Very running true. The, I'm the last couple regular. years. Yeah, yeah, ready. GB, how you doing over there? Yeah, it's it's pretty wild, you know, Christmas with a four-year-old. Mm, Need fine. I say more? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, we're gearing up. We're gearing up. The, the year has just flown by so fast really? that it's just kind of like, wow, Christmas is here. Holy cow. So, yeah. Yes, indeed. Unbelievable. Yeah, once we got to SHW 57, which is our December show uh, from a couple of weeks ago, it kind of hit me afterwards like, that was our December show. How right. did yeah. we get to December? This is crazy. Right. Uh, right. We're almost in 2024, which yeah. is unbelievable. unbelievable. So unbelievable. Before we get there, and of course we'll we'll get there. We'll we'll uh, talk about the upcoming show on January 5th, SHW 58 Year of Honor. But of course, before we do that, this week I thought it'd be kind of fun to take a look back, a little trip down memory lane. Uh, not necessarily a year in review, but just kind of a look back on 2023. Some big moments. Uh, in Southern Honor Wrestling, maybe some of our favorite moments that took place. I mean, there were just so many. I mean, you guys know this. If you've been following us any length of time over the past five years, uh, man, every show's crazy. Always some big moments happening. And uh, 2023 was no different. Our sure. fifth year in business. And, uh, man, what a year it was. And uh, starting out the year, you know, I would say currently the end game is trying to take over, right? Well, prior to the end game trying to take over, it seems like there's always a group, always a, a faction or a, a set of people trying to take over the company for some reason. There was a power hungry people, but it was mm -hmm. dishonor. If you recall, dishonor a lot of last yes. year, a lot of 2022. And yeah. uh, the beginning of this year, the January show, which was Southern Honor 47, mm -hmm. we, had, uh, we had Team Dishonor taking on Team SHW where we actually uh, saw our general manager in the ring alongside Gunnar Miller and a surprise return from who Corey. we thought was retired, Corey Hollis. Mm. Do you guys remember that? Mm, that mm, was mm, insane. I do remember that. That's when my my skepticism really, really started getting thick. Yeah, who's I didn't know what he to on? Yeah. <laughs> didn't know. We didn't. And, I mean, Nobody knew. It, it took months, y'all. It took months for me to come around for the – you know, to be, you know, mm -hmm. confident in Corey's intentions. But yeah, that was a huge surprise. And I think my favorite part about that was seeing the, the look on his face when he was welcomed back mm -hmm. by the SHW crowd. And yeah. and that's always special when you love something so much and 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 feel it love you back. It's it's, it's a big deal. And was it like nearly two years or so that he had stayed yeah. retired? Yeah. And to yeah. come yeah. back after that amount of time. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know this because I haven't gone away for a period of time and come back but i can imagine for somebody who has 
that you have this sense of like, are they going to remember me? Are, are they, they going to, you know, me? are they going to, they're going to care when right. I come yeah. out of the curtain and they hear right. the music. And man, I would say that, uh, the SHW, the SHW faithful, I will give them that when we have big returns, whether it's Corey or anybody else, they remember, they don't forget. I mean, we saw a big one. I don't want to get GB started too quickly here uh, early in the show. It's been but, a year uh, of returns, though. It's been crazy. So, anyways, GB, what, what about you when uh, when Corey showed up and that and that whole match between Team Dishonor and Team SHW basically fighting for control of the company? It was also shocking. Um, very, very shocking. I mean, you had on one end Gary Lamb getting in the ring, which was first time for that, which we all just were like, so let me get this straight. The company is on the line, and he's literally getting in the ring to fight for it. I mean, I, I, I guess that's one of those scenarios where you you won't ask somebody to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. Um, but I was just thinking, in our roster, clearly there have to be more people who are more prepared to fight in this moment. And so just the intrigue of trying to figure out who would be the proverbial third man and uh, when, of all people, uh, Corey Hollis walked out, utter shock. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, you know, we have history. Considering all that he did to tear this company down, it was just trying to understand, of all the people you could pick, how did you pick him? Meanwhile, you know, to that moment you mentioned, Diana, when he stood out on that stage, I thought about uh, Ric Flair after he won the WWE Championship at the Royal Rumble. And he says, with a tear in my eye. <laughs> and that's exactly what it felt like for Corey Hollis, who was relishing that particular moment. Very, very special moment. We end up seeing uh, Team SHW win. They gain power. Uh, and it ended up being the year that would start uh, really the full unraveling of dishonor. So quite the moment, crazy moment, crazy time at SHW 47. Yeah, and if you think about dishonor, who all was in dishonor, and mm -hmm. where they all kind of ended up going, going their different ways, uh, think about currently where Joe Black is. As right. one half of the most dominant tag team, SHW tag team champions probably that we've ever had, along mm -hmm. with Murder One as the hierarchy. Then the very next month in February, he was feuding with Murder One. They would have yes. a Dark City street fight in the main yes. event of our February show, SHW 48. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, talk about an insane match that was. I mean, these guys, mm -hmm. the history in the hierarchy goes way, way back. Uh, if Longtime fans will know, uh, fans... This is prior to SHW even forming in 2018. I mean, the hierarchy goes way, way back. Way back. And so when that feud came into SHW, it was like, okay, wait a second now. So it was kind of like Joe didn't really, I mean, he was kind of still loosely affiliated with uh, Dishonor at the time, but they had just come off that big loss in January. So it was kind of, you know, where does everybody stand with Dishonor? Uh, and so Joe was kind of, I don't say on his own, but kind of when he was taking on Murder One and, uh, it was almost like that match made murder kind of re-earn his respect for Joe Black. Or actually both of them kind of re-earn their respect for each other. Because the next thing you know, they're starting to team together. And now everything is like it is. They're the tag team champs. They've been reigning for quite some time. And uh, like I said, two of the most dominant champs we've had in the company in the last five years. But, uh, I mean, just what an insane Dark City street fight that was. It yeah, was the 
the Dark City Street fight was was nuts. But I, if I can go back to 47 for a oh, second, sure, yeah, because yeah. a couple of other things happened at 47, which were wild match wise, you know, Carly Bravo and Kyle Matthews, which, mm. you know, what a match. <sighs> and, you know, think about Carly Bravo at the top of 2023. In our mind, certainly a top prospect, you know, to at that point fight for the SHW championship. You know, he had defeated several former SHW champions at that point. And, you know, he was on the fringe at that point in January with uh, Dishonor as well. And so you could kind of see all the cracks, but that match was crazy. And then they had this four-way for the number one contender spot yes. with Nogicism, yeah. Chip Day, Sean Legacy, and Owen Knight. Mm -hmm. And um, again, a crazy match. You know, Chip Day comes out of this as the number one contender, obviously, to uh, much delight for Diana. Um, and really for all of us. I think, mm -hmm. you know, we wanted, and that's what, there's an interesting theme as I've been looking at 2023 in general, Seemingly everywhere in the wrestling world, the year didn't end the way it started right. uh, for a lot of people. Um, but Chip Day was somebody who we always said should be in the title picture, deserves this opportunity. You know, he had uh, in 2022 broke up with Kyle Matthews, a, a violent breakup as a tag team all for that opportunity and he finally got the number one contender spot there at the january show yeah. you know you just reminded me there's something about the stage behind us and the brain buster like it's happened multiple times to multiple people from multiple people we'll yes. get into some of that later but anyways you just made me think of that stage that was the breakup starting, yeah starting to become like a certain parking lot somewhere it's just <laughs> right. yes. i'm just glad nice. i didn't park on the stage because you know yeah, what happened right. when i parked in the parking lot <laughs> right Right. Go ahead and and yeah. as you mentioned that match for SHW 48, we should preface that by this murder one and Joe Black actually fought at SHW 47, but it was wildly fast. Like we yeah. were shocked. Yeah. And that's what led to this crazy dark city street fight, which obviously we're about to get into. Yeah. Well, go ahead. And let's let's jump into it, because, I mean, yeah. you know, I kind of preface it already with with who ended up in the match and, of course, where they are now. And like you said, it's so crazy to look back 12 months or 11 months, whatever, and see how things can change so drastically. But they have. So, yeah, Joe Black murder one Dark City street fight. Forgive me for jumping ahead and talking about Joe oh. Black. I got the shirt on. Oh, I'm good. just yeah. I'm excited about Joe Black. And of course, yeah. we're coming off. of He kind of got screwed last month or the kind last show a couple weeks ago. But anyways. Well, I digress. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is my Taz. I'll, I digress. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, February show, Dark City Street Fight. Diana? I, I just remember Georgia 400. Is that a reason? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Georgia Hold 400, the, the huge Georgia 400 <laughs> sign just mm -hmm. clanking against somebody's head. I can't remember mm -hmm. who took it because I, I remember me and Zach somehow moving to the stage trying to get away from the chaos as yeah. you shopping should. buggies yeah, yeah shopping carts full of god knows what mm -hmm. wasn't there half of a a cage at this one yes. it had tools and and weapons all over it we we there went was. into it not knowing kind of like with the petty party rules match like we went into right. those, this not knowing what a dark city street fight entailed and we we found out it was it was insane well, it got up close and personal, even though we did move away. I remember it coming up, up on the stage and mm -hmm. they were there were chairs and and all kind of weapons used again. I mean, it was 
crazy and I was way too close to it. But <laughs> yeah. it was it was exactly what I expected for Dark City Street Fight. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's one of those scenarios where, you know, you sometimes have to beat respect into and out of people for you to remember <laughs> just how significant it is. And uh, that's what happened in this match. These two beat each other like crazy. And, you know, one thing that we, we you know, certainly, certainly acknowledge toward the end of the year is Joe Black likes punishment and he likes violence. And, you know, we saw a smile on his face. It's really one of the first times we saw a smile in almost a year because he didn't smile at all with dishonor. He didn't say no. anything. You know, didn't say anything. You're the right. Most, the most quiet we've ever heard him. Yeah. The quietest year of his uh, SHW tenure, for sure. Yeah. And uh, But that match, one of my favorite matches of the year, admittedly. You know, it was violent. It was crazy. It was wild. Uh, Murder 1 ended up getting the win. But then after that, you know, uh, again, the folks from Dishonor started to attack him and Joe Black would come and make the save and really kind of rekindle their friendship, their brotherhood, leading them to, as you've mentioned, uh, one of the most successful tag team years in our history. Absolutely. Well, it was and a feud. It was a feud between two, you know, friends turned foes, but the mm -hmm. respect was still there enough. Yeah. Yeah. to come back together and like you said become one of the best teams possibly tag team faction of the year mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. absolutely they'd be I'd in the running that. for sure yeah. for sure yeah. yeah uh another team and i you know hesitate to say it but another team that's probably in the talk for tag team of the year again <laughs> uh exotic puke uh youth sorry oh, um oh. somewhere wow. with the mic i think it was wow. youth youth i said uh youth. There was, a, there was a match at this show, at that February show, and there was a few throughout the year, but uh, I'll start with this one, um, where Cyrus was involved. Mm -hmm. Cyrus actually teamed with a top team to take on Exotic Youth. Now, this is when uh, Mosley was still uh, dealing with the injured back, right? And yeah, so yeah. they actually had a fill-in, and it was Hollywood Hunter James, mm -hmm. uh, who at the time was the uh, absolute wunderkind uh, mm -hmm. at that time. But he filled in, and it actually was kind of a perfect fit because yeah. – they're kind of like peas in a pod, those guys. Like, their mentality is kind of the same. They all have that arrogant attitude, that cockiness about them uh, that just kind of gets on everybody's skin. And uh, they were actually a pretty good uh, uh, you know, trio in that matchup. Mm -hmm. Of course, it was just really awesome to see Until Cyrus the end. licking his chops. Yeah, 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 I won't talk about that part. I just want to talk about Cyrus licking his chops and, and getting a piece of all those guys. But uh, anyways, there's some more of that to come well, throughout the, end, the year. The end but, I'm talking about yeah. is when they, they took advantage of everything that Hunter James could do for them and then left him mm -hmm. for dead mm -hmm. for Cyrus to devour. So, well, maybe that's go. why, maybe that was the turning point for a uh, Hunter to just really lose it and become Hollywood Hunter James. And, and now he's just really has this new whole cocky attitude. Maybe that's, maybe that's part of the reason why. Who knows? Could okay. be. Absolutely could be. Uh, one of my favorite matches on that show was uh what was supposed to be match six mm -hmm. of the best of seven series between Nodicism and Owen Knight mm -hmm. that ultimately became matches six and seven. Yeah. They finished the series there, which was absolutely crazy. You know, uh I don't know that at that point that I thought we'd still be talking about a connection between Nodicism and Owen Knight. We'll obviously get to that later in the show. But again, this was a case where these two, I believe, will fight forever. And I think this best of seven series proved that. You know, they, they, 
they probably could go, you know, best of a hundred and one, and it would be fifty-one to fifty, like right. it, it barely, like that. Yeah, barely. You know, so these guys, I mean, you you see guys in wrestling and, and women who you know are just connected at the hip forever and ever, and I I think that's what these two are, and uh, we were fortunate to host. Uh, I think three of the matches of that best of seven. I think it was and, match three, um, six, and seven. Right. And uh, what an honor to be able to call that and to be in the building for some matches that I really feel like once we get to these awards in January, uh, mm -hmm. we'll be having a lot of conversations about. Yeah, absolutely. And and yeah. here's the thing. We've always, ever since Nodgicism debuted last year in, uh, in SHW, we always kept saying, I hope he comes back. I hope he comes yes. back. He's so innovative. He's so athletic. He's just, he's so fun to watch and he's so good. And uh, I just remember thinking in that match, that match six into match seven, um, not that we, I mean, I already had utmost respect for him, but it was like my respect grew even more because he took a beating and went yeah. through so much in match six mm -hmm. and ended up losing that match to, to even the series at three to three. Yeah. And then to have the the gall, the guts, the fortitude to say, no, we're doing match seven right now. We're going to end this once and for all. And then pull out the victory. Right. I mean, I couldn't believe it. It was nuts. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. man, props to Naja, man. That was absolutely insane. But, uh, man, what a fun show that was. They're all great guys. We could be here all night talking about every match on every card. But let's move on. Fast forward to April. SHW 49. Now, here was a match. And there's, we'll get to several on this card, but the main event in particular is one that shocked me because it had been announced prior that somebody who never got a rematch uh, after he lost the title is Corey Hollis. And this was two years prior when, you know, before he had retired and a lot of people had forgotten like, oh yeah, I guess he never, he never got another shot at the mm -hmm. title after he lost it. And, uh, but at the time, Todd Sexton, who was still had matchmaking authority, uh, I guess kind of put his power into play and said, you know what? We're going to give Corey this title shot. Corey against Gunnar Miller. Now, these are two guys that had just teamed together in January to help save SHW. Uh, also, right. two guys that fought at that anniversary show a couple years back when Corey Lawson had to retire. So there was a lot of history there. Foes turned friends. Uh, they both became girl dads, you know, once Corey had uh, retired. And it was like uh, – you know, outside of SHW, they became became buddies, and it was kind of surreal because we're like, wait a second, these were the guys. You know, he was in Lethal Poison, and Gunner was like the face of SHW, and they were button heads. And anyways, it was a great match, and uh, that was on top of another stack card here at SHW Forty Nine. Isn't this the show where um, Naja and Owen were forced to be a tag team? There you go. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I believe now I gotta get my dates right i don't think this is where it dispersed but i think this is the no, first time I had to no. come together against who was it the bullets the washington bullets yeah yes, mm -hmm. yes. so we found out that jake had, had sent owen a text jake the snake or, or who had become our matchmaker mm -hmm. right and that's yeah. where i was going is february he became our matchmaker yeah mm -hmm. um which that while it may not sound important is super important Each. because that night I think all of us 
thought that the matchmaker would become Todd Sexton. Todd, yeah, and I think he had announced the Corey Gunner match prior to being told he never he doesn't no longer had power, right? Well, no, no, no. Jake's one of Jake's first acts was to make this Corey oh. match. Okay. Um, and he did that at February, and we were all shocked. Like, hey, it's great you're the guy, but what? Yeah, you know. Um, and he did that. Via... I get hit in the head with steel chairs a lot. People just don't see it. No, and, I, uh, I, I, it's I all little... good. It's all good. <laughs> so that's you know that's one of those moments though that would ultimately lead to something a bit bigger, which we'll talk about later. But uh, yeah, back to SHW forty nine in April. Oh. <sighs> That match, we we were still very much not trusting of of one Corey Hollis, who, if I remember correctly, at the start of that show, said something to the effect of he would do anything to become the SHW champion. And that yeah. look, y'all see that look on Diana's face right now? That was the look. That was the look. And, and we were all side-eyeing him. And we were all expecting at some point for Corey to do what he has done throughout his entire SHW career. Uh, he said he didn't want help from the current Judas, uh, which was also weird. And yeah, it was just a very, very unique time. We didn't know who to trust. I think we all had PTSD uh, based on Corey's previous uh, things in SHW and being swerved so many times by... Um, you know, dishonor and all this other thing. Just and lethal poison back in the day. Yeah, lethal poison, absolutely. So, he yeah. Corey was the one that ultimately took Joe out after he had to relinquish his title. Yeah. He's the one who wrapped his knee around that post. Yes, that's correct. That is so, correct. I mean, so. there, was, there was actually, he had no, what do you call, he had, he had nothing good for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah. Corey did was good for me. At yeah. this time, so he I mean, was a bad was boy, but not a good kind of bad boy. Right? Not my kind of bad boy. He was just <laughs> right, more. He was right, just right. raunchy. He's a bad I didn't guy. Like nothing about him. Raunchy. Raunchy. <laughs> raunchy. <laughs> raunchy. I didn't like anything about coming to Corey coming Hall to you live from school. Dublin, Georgia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Look raunchy. at me. I'm blushing. Yes. <laughs> he was raunchy. Okay. I didn't raunchy. like him. Yes. But it took a lot. It took a lot for me to come around. And a lot of tables had to turn. Mm -hmm. A lot of tables had to turn. And uh, that wasn't a good night for, for me that yeah. night with, with Gunner either. Because I, I, I just I couldn't get into it. I just didn't. I was like, just beating down and sending back to where he came from. Mm -mm. <laughs> I mean, it's warranted, right? I mean, yeah. I mentioned I mentioned Bad Boy. This was also uh, the first time in SHW that we'd, we would see the Bad Boy Chip Day taking on Kenway. Uh, we can touch on that match okay. if you want. But also, this was the SHW tag title match where Joe and Murder teamed together to take mm -hmm. on Happy Madness. So either one yes. of those matches you guys want to touch on, go ahead. I think this was the introduction of Kenway to SHW, correct? It was. There was a lot of smack talking going back and forth for this one. Oh, yes. What, what's this... weird is that in Kenway, you know, obviously the last couple of months, it's been like the question of, is he going to side with the end game? Is he going to stay loyal to the hierarchy? Well, we got our answer at the end of SHW 57, but rewind all the way back to this show when he was brand new and he came in uh, as like an automatic fan favorite. Like he impressed the crowd. Uh, he was he was 
coming in all positive and the crowd was into him. And then we've seen this like transition over this year, but now he's kind of easy. And now he's kind of the, the, the hierarchy or fan favorites. And he's kind of, I guess, a fully aligned with them finally after the last show. So it's been a weird, you know, start to finish year for, for the Kenway for sure. I'm not convinced. Well, and and, and it's interesting because you're right. You know, when he walked in the doors in April, we were all very impressed with him. Plus, he went the full 15 minutes with Chip Day, you know, which it was very impressive for who was a newcomer to us. Yes. Sorry to cut you off, and I'll let you pick right back up, so don't forget your Mm -hmm. thought. But I just want to mention, he did not take Chip Day to the limit. Nope. The time limit just happened to run out, and Chip corrected me on that, and I, I misspoke. He did not take Chip because Day. Because Chip funny. joined us for the pre-show for this and, year, and he reminded well, not me not for very... this one. It was for, for the, the one after. One. Yeah. Right. And after next... I had said that he got taken to the limit, I was like, whoa, yes. my bad, my bad. Yes. So I just yes. want to reiterate, he did not get taken to his limit. Yes. He still had plenty of gas in the tank. That's right. To the, the time, time limit. limit just ran out. Yeah. Yeah. We, As we you were, were very you. we were very impressed with the Kenway, again, to be able to be brand new and to, to come in and do what he did with Chip. Uh, as for that tag title match, you know, it, it, it was, again, one of those moments where, you know, in this case, the hierarchy got screwed um, out of the tag titles. And um, it was clear that they were dominant. You know, this is one of those cases where we had not seen them team in SHW before. Okay. Uh, but it was very, very clear that they had amazing chemistry. And it, it was it was extremely evident. They loved to fight, you know, and we saw what they were willing to do to each other. What would they do to somebody like Happy Madness? And we we got to see that for sure. Yeah, man, that was good. Yeah. So many good matches on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about AC Mac, who we'll talk about here in a little bit once we get to a later show. Mm-hmm. But taking on Shoot Taylor that night. Yes, that was a great that was match. A great match. Yeah, great, great match. Hunter James that... taking on Ashton Star. I mean, yes. my goodness, yeah. what a card! Stacked All these card. Stack card. Moving Arling. on down to car or moving on up the uh to the next month there. Mm-hmm. SHW fifty, another big milestone show. This year we had uh, several milestones, but fifty yes. reaching fifty shows in May of this year. And uh you had yeah, you had the hierarchy taking on offside heroes. You had uh oh, this was when we found out the legacy championship was gonna become the title or a new mm-hmm. title. And mm-hmm. uh, we had some legacy tournament matches happening. Yes. You guys uh, have any Favorites that stand out from that night. There were several on this card, man. It was crazy. Well, I mean, this this was one of my favorites with the first qual- first qualifier of the Legacy Title uh, mm-hmm. Championship Tournament was Chip versus AC Mack. Oh, yeah. Which was insane. And we said oh, right off the bat, didn't we, on the pre-show that night, that this seems like it would be in the finals of the That's tournament. That's the final. Yeah. And it was in round one. It's crazy. Right. Right. It was so good. They still They still put it out there like it was. Yeah. The final. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was one of my favorites right there. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was on my list as well in terms of favorites. This this whole night, you know, when we start talking about show of the year, this night was filled with so many moments. Oh, yeah. you know, you think about it. Uh, it was during that particular match where there was interference from, you know, that guy who was running around calling himself the wrestler of the year. Uh, and it led Co, to co wrestler. Well, yeah, he year. he called himself. The we wrestler call of the him year. what he really is. Yeah. So that I read that the card. Yeah. was it Rick, <laughs> Rick, or something like that? Big, I can't remember Big. his name. <laughs> Van Van Halen. 
Um, yeah. He he went on, uh, and, and because there was interference in, in, in both matches, quite frankly, because Nick Halen would lose his match earlier that night to shoot mm-hmm. Taylor, uh, it resulted in AC Mack finally challenging uh, Nick Halen, Van Halen, whatever he's calling himself, Nick Haven, um, to a match <laughs> to determine the wrestler of the year. But in the process, Mac would utter words that would frighten us, Yeah, which is to say, if I can't beat you, I'm done. I'm gone. I'm out of here, uh, which is just crazy to think. This was also the same night that we found out that Danny Jordan would be put in charge of the women's division. This was also the same night that we were expecting Carly Bravo to be in a first round match. Mm-hmm. And we would find out uh, one of the best moments of the year where he would not be allowed to participate in the tournament because he they got new orders, got new, got new orders. orders, new orders to be an AEW and ring of honor. And what a great year it has been for Carly Bravo. Just some, and then that led to probably one of your favorite moments, Brandon, uh, with uh, Bryce Cannon. Just, How dare you? How I'm dare sorry. you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it led to one of your favorite moments. We pass it to you, sir. Uh, <laughs> somehow, Bryce Cannon weasels his way into that match. And what was crazy was with he a got... fight check. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. no, there was an empty envelope is what it was. Yes. There was no oh, cash was in the envelope. And, uh, yeah, he was trying to bribe Carly to take his spot in the mm-hmm. matchup. It was a triple threat match. It was going to be between – uh, Zicky and Rob Killjoy, and uh, then it became Bryce Cannon. And uh, right. what was crazy about this, and again, I hate that I, I hate to <laughs> sorry, I hate to give him any sort of props, but somehow or another, he gets laid out by the infantry on their way out of the ring. The triple threat match starts, and then he's laid out most of the match, mm-hmm. and somehow, some way, yeah. finds a way to get the win. Uh, absolutely nuts. Um, but the other big thing I was going to mention was that uh, SHW championship match that night. Gunnar Miller that. versus one Judas. How about mm-hmm. that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If that my mem- yeah. Yeah. If my memory f- serves me correctly, this was Judas's first one-on-one opportunity for the SHW championship. He had one previously, which was a triple threat that, you know, everything went awry. It was him and Cyrus and Owen. Owen. And, and then we and were it was like the champion wasn't even in that match. Yeah, we were introduced that night to, uh, yeah, the, the, the craziness that is dishonor. Um, but back to this, what a crazy night. What a crazy match. And I, you know, anytime Judas is in a match, <clears throat> you can argue that he's the favorite. Like, it's very hard to bet against him but this night got weird yeah got weird quickly uh because they ended up if my memory serves me correctly having a special guest referee because some of the referees were knocked out and so todd sexton who had been kind of law and order the steady eddie around shw during this whole dishonor piece yeah he shows up he comes in, counts to two, refuses to count to three. That visual, there, there's a photo, and then there's also the video that we've seen on replays all you know the rest of the year, uh, on, you know video highlights and stuff, or well low lights in this case. But uh, I mean, it was 
that was wild. And now that I'm thinking about it, GB, you're right. He came in and he, he's been a backstage official for several years now. And so mm -hmm. he comes in wearing the striped shirt. It's not unheard of. We're like, okay, right. we, like you said, he's going to get in here, call it down the middle. Uh, mm -hmm. And now as I'm remembering back, it was after that point when Jake finally told him, you no longer have any power. Cause, right. cause that's when he kind of turned and show us, showed his true colors mm -hmm. and uh, officially aligned with Judas in front of all of us. And um, it, that was kind of the, uh, kind of the, I guess you would say the, uh, the end game showing up for the first time, although we weren't sure that, that we didn't know that that was what they were called yet. Mm -hmm. Um, although leaving the arena, he might've said it to the cameras at the night. He said, he did say this it. is the end game or something like that. Yeah. And then we would come to find out, you know, Nick Halen would end up joining him. Uh, mm -hmm. CT keys a few months mm -hmm. later would, would end up joining him. And now they've become this dominant back. So it was this plan that was in the works all along. And yeah, nobody yeah. had a clue. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so dirty. Mm -hmm. I know, right? It makes you feel so like like used and, yeah. and lied to. Yes. And just like you've been backstage this whole time, like being all, being our friend, you know? Being yes. Like, mm -hmm. ah, it's just so Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. Dirty it makes you feel dirty and used. Just and dirty. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. But man, what a night. I mean, that all happened. At SHW 50, that was like not only a landmark show because it was 50, but yeah. just so many big moments that night. But uh, uh, moving down onto uh, the June show, SHW 51, GB, you touched on this. And the biggest moment of the night for me, not that it was necessarily a happy moment, uh, but you touched on the fact that AC Mack put his career on the line against Nick Halen, not only to kind of determine who the – true uh, wrestler of the year from the previous year was because prior to that they were co-winners and they wanted to decide once and for all but then mac even up the ante put his own career on the line and uh it just of course he it ended dirty uh underhanded tactics i believe he, he was slipped some brass knucks but we didn't know at the time it's a hooded figure in the crowd yes, turned it out yes. turned out to be uh sexton and uh yeah laid out mac pinned him for the one two three um, and so while it was like a, a punch in the gut to all of us and we were like sick to our stomach, it, it did turn into this like emotional goodbye. And there was a tribute video and we heard from Austin theory of all people who he and Matt go way back to their early, early days at WWA four and just a uh, really special moment. You talk about the last show in all of our shows, having moments like just big memorable moments, uh, whether yeah. they were wins, whether they were losses or any thing in between uh this was one of those that very much disliked the outcome of the match but also just what a heartfelt and special moment at the end you had uh some of you know danny jordan tommy maserati showing up in the ring some of his uh running buddies that go back away you know years and i mean it was you know you guys saw it on IWTV. You hear, hear me getting choked up trying to talk to him in the ring like yeah. it was a, it was one of those moments you know not only were we shocked and, and kind of disappointed, but then we're like happy, sad, you know, happy that he's going to be moving on. He's got some other aspirations in mind. And, uh, but man, anyways, I'll get crying again here talking about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Diana will well too here. <laughs> Give me, I we'll can't let talk. G, we'll let GB go. <laughs> Great. Yeah. It, it was, that was a, that was, that was, that was a hard one. That was yeah. a hard one. Uh, I don't think there has ever been a show that I walked into on such pins and needles. Yeah. Because it there was so much on the line, you know. 
AC Mack a literal day one in the very first match in the existence of this company. So we've never known the company without AC Mack. And it's just crazy. You know, you talk about the difference a year makes. The year prior to, he was in the middle of this historic reign as the IWTV mm. world champion, you know, uh, literally yep. traveling the country and uh, doing some incredible things. So it just seemed almost impossible that this could be it, you know. Um, so that that was a that was a, a tough one, a tough one amid all the things that happened on that show. That was one of those that you know it was just like, what do you mean we're not going to see you here? Like, what yeah. do you what do you mean? You know, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. Um, but of course, later in the year, you know, uh, I believe it was the great Brandy that said, "Never say never." <laughs> he did and return. We'll touch on that. Yeah, he did he return. Did. We'll, we'll get did. to that. That came in uh, November last month. Yeah. But uh, yeah. uh, I swear, of all the people that I've had beef with, he he and I had a little tiff when I first started with SHW, and and I didn't like him too much. He was not a very nice guy. But I swear, <laughs> I can't tell. Uh, <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah. It's yeah. because you were always. Tra- I'm so sorry. I haven't had that, but look. AC's one of my favorites. Yeah. I always will be. Yeah. 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 You were always trying to announce him. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I announced myself. <laughs> right. I, I didn't right. know. Nobody told right. me. Hey, like, before, me. before you guys came along, and I know I've told you guys this before, and I probably, we maybe even talked about it on the podcast. We did one show at the Masquerade and was opening for a big Fozzie concert, right? And uh, Ashton, or uh, Mac was the champ at the time, and he faced Ashton Starr. And I got to do double duty that night. First time I've ever ring announced, which is a very hard job. And uh, mm-hmm. nobody's better than Diana Michelle. So Look. Uh, I was doing both that night. But my favorite part was, well, I always get to wear, Ashton used to wear the gl- the glitter hat, the gold hat. And he right. let me wear it, right? I called it the petty hat. So anyways, I get the petty hat and I'm getting ready. You know, I'm announcing uh, AC Mack and he snatches that mic out of my hand. And I got to, I got to know what it felt like firsthand. I was like, oh. Yeah. So that's how that's how Diana. And I was the new girl, you know, and he even called me out on his little, you know, whatever. And he was like, stop trying. And I was like, wait a minute. Who are you talking to? Wait a minute. Okay, now I figured it out. Okay, I'll let you do it. Yeah. Still, he did allow me to do it twice. And and that was just some of the most. The best. That's what I was going to say, because there were other times where when you guys were on good terms where you yeah. did get to do the whole spiel. Yeah. And you and did the great. whopping, you know, whopping. yeah, it was yeah. great. <laughs> great. I love that guy so much. Ugh. That, uh, that, that's the biggest thing. Obviously there's a lot of stuff that happened on this show as well mm-hmm. as our, every show we have, but, uh, that one, that whole moment with him just definitely stands out. But that was the night, you know, you mentioned Danny Jordan, the, the month before had kind of taken over the women's division. She brought in dream girl, Ellie and Kylie Alexa. <laughs> it's kind of ironic. Now you think back that she brought in Kylie Alexa and then what happened this past show. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit, but, um, mm-hmm. one of the most hard hitting women's matches I think I've seen between dream girl, Ellie and Kylie Alexa. I mean, they held nothing back and they were, they showed up and showed out. And, uh, I mean, that was an awesome one. What'd you guys think of that one? I, I hate when people say women, when they fight, it's like a cat fight because it's, 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 I don't like it. But Not this, this one. one <laughs> no, this one was beast on beast. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were going yeah. at it. I mean, Jesus, the name calling, of course, you, you always got to have some of that, but it was slap and punch and. It was hard hit. Now I didn't. I did not envy either one of them being in the ring with with each other. Doing no way. There's no way. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nobody want to be a recipient of that for sure. 
but it was a great match. It really was. I, I really thought it was going to be the start of something huge for the women's division. And we can talk about how things are going later on. But, you know, I mean, that was high hopes for me that night. Yeah, I, I echo that easily. I'd say one of my top five women's matches in the history of this company. Yeah. Um, it was just incredible. Absolutely incredible. And uh, again, extremely high hopes um, based on this match alone. What a what a match. What a match. Yeah, we got to see um, another one of my favorite things. See Cornelius Pepperbottom get uh, waylaid by uh, Cyrus the Destroyer again. Of course, we also had uh, two legacy title semifinal matches. The mm -hmm. Kenway, Bryce Cannon, and then, of course, Chip Day and Shoot Taylor. Both great matches. Uh, of course, we would end up seeing Chip and Kenway go on to the finals the following uh, month. But um, we also saw the SHW Tag uh, championship elimination tables match, right? Where mm -hmm. Salvernaro was injured and Sunny Days brought in a replacement to defend the titles. And of all people, you know, I don't, had we seen Cruel since Dishonor, since that we had uh, not Dishonor match? So it had been a, a minute. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, Cruel comes back. Now, if you remember, Matter prior... of fact, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, we, go ahead. Hadn't we hadn't seen him at all because remember, he in got 2022, injured. he got injured and had to relinquish the SHW championship. So we hadn't yeah. seen him all year. That's right. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't even part of that team dishonor match. Against right. Team SHW. That's right. That's right. Uh, and so people that, of course, remember SHW from the earlier days, back when uh, he was one Logan Creed, if I dare say, he mm -hmm. teamed with Sunny Days as the team of fear, along with Ravenna Vane. And so this was kind of a callback to their, their fear team. Um, kind of filling in for the Happy Madness team to defend these mm -hmm. titles. And, of course, that's when we'd see uh, the hierarchy finally uh, get their uh, get their revenge and also mm -hmm. get those titles. And then mm -hmm. they've been, like I said, the most dominant tag team, I would say, uh, since, uh, since that time. And this was back in June. So mm -hmm. a good half a year that they've been running rampant on the – on the tag division, but uh, yeah. we would also, oh, I forgot. We also saw, that's when, I think, the debut of Movie Mike, who would go on yes. to uh, <laughs> stalk Ashton Star for the next six months, all the way up until this past, uh, a couple weeks ago, this past show. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. uh, man, what a night that was. But moving on down to SHW 52, my, oh, my, we had special guest, our matchmaker himself, the WWE Hall of Famer, Jake the Snake Roberts, was mm -hmm. in the house to crown the first ever Jake the Snake Legacy Champion. It was the new title that had been created just a few months prior. We had this tournament, the semifinal winners, Chip Day versus the Kenway. What a match that was. I mean, there's plenty more in this card to talk about, which we will. But, uh, man, what a tournament final that was. And to have Jake there in person to present the title, of course, to Chip Day as he would be the become the inaugural and still currently the uh, JTS Legacy Champion. What a night that was, Diana. I know you. I know you were thrilled, Diana. Yeah, that's not changing anytime soon. I, <laughs> I have complete, complete and utter faith in the Bad Boy Chip Day. Hold on to that title for a long time. Yeah, I don't see that happen. I don't. Yeah, I'm just going through my. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you that know, title stays where it is. Yeah. <laughs> we 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 I, I told you before that I came into uh I think it was SHW the last show um with pins and needles with uh SHW 52 there was a lot of tension. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That tension between Chip and the Kenway and what people may or may not remember again 
I think, you know, at the start of the JTS Legacy Tournament, Chip Day comes on to our live pre-show and said some chilling things. Like, I still get goosebumps thinking about the intensity and the authenticity with which he spoke about the Kenway. And um, it was crazy. And then they had shared some thoughts on the socials prior to the Kenway was on our show um, the week before. He had some interesting things to say. It, it was a very personal situation coming into this. And uh, the results, I think both of their careers went in very different directions following mm -hmm. this match. Um, you know, Chip Day obviously went on to become the champion that night and uh, really was on fire. And the Kenway hit a bit of a lull uh, following yeah. that particular match. So it was a, a very wild night. Again, congratulations to Chip Day finally getting SHW gold around his waist. This time, the brand new Jake the Snake Legacy Championship. Well, well correct me if I'm wrong, but has the Kenway had a win since he beat Bryce in that tournament? You know, the answer would be no. Hmm. You are correct. You are you are correct. Andy's been embroiled in, like I said, the last couple of months where mm -hmm. it's like he's, you know, you don't know what he's thinking. Like he's been pulled in different directions by Todd Sexton mm -hmm. and Murder One or these guys playing like puppet masters or like, does he have a mind of his own? Can he make his own decisions? What's he going to do? And of course, that we saw that unfold over the last couple of months. And to Diana's point, she said she's not sold. I don't know. Maybe some of the fans still aren't sold. But uh, we saw what happened at the end of 57. It's murder sold is what I need to know because he had some choice words for him a few months ago as That's well. True. For, That's true. You know, sulking after a loss. So. The last show, though, we we saw all three, he and murder and Joe standing side by side, kind of fending off the end game. So we'll see where that goes. Of course, uh, there was a, a couple of uh, matches announced this week. Now, next week, we are going to preview SHW 58. So we'll get to all that. I'm getting all amped up already thinking about it because it's going to be the we're going to be bringing in the new year. year. Yeah, it's been a great year this year, but we're bringing in 24 in a big way, too. So it's going to be uh, 58 is going to be a good one. So anyways, uh, but back to this match uh, or this card, SHW 52, one of my favorite matches of the entire year. And of course, it, it stemmed off of what happened at the previous show. I mentioned where Cyrus destroyed uh, Cornelius Pepperbottom. And, and the stipulation was Jake the Snake told Cyrus if he could beat any one member of uh, exotic youth then cyrus got to pick two partners and take them on three on three at shw 52 however if one of those guys could beat cyrus then they could face them three on one right well, of course cyrus destroyed uh cornelius pepperbottom so he got to pick two uh partners at the next show and to everyone's surprise and everyone's joy those two partners were all-star special yes. and uh, it was all-star special and cyrus the destroyer taking on exotic youth bryce cannon zach mosley Cornelius Pepperbottom, and boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> did they beat up on some exotic youth, and that was uh, whew, one of my favorite matches of the year. I know Didn't they have Cyrus doing some dancing towards the end of that. Well, I, I believe he, he did a little bit of a hip shake here. And maybe, there. maybe slightly. I'm not Just a guy. I don't want bit. him to hear. I don't want him to hear me say that he. He may have slight. I what he did do was after they won, because what happened when All Star came out. Everybody's excited to sing along to the jukebox, but Exotic Youth cut it off. And uh, so at the end, once uh, and Cyrus... And that was living on a prayer, and you don't cut off one, Joe. Well, and, and once Cyrus and All-Star won the match, Cyrus said, one more thing, All-Star Special, this is for you. Hit the jukebox. Hit that jukebox. And so he fired it back <laughs> up so that the whole crowd could enjoy 
the sing-along yes. with all-star special and so he did fire the jukebox back up but i don't i don't know if he actually danced was uh, I, know, I know huck was, was trying to get him to and uh, we were hoping it would happen but uh anyways that was awesome i think uh the biggest cannonball we've ever seen was hit on all three members of exotic youth by mm -hmm. cyrus and uh i'll do it again in the great words of ham porter cannonball <laughs> oh it was so good it was so good you guys anyways 52 any any big moments any favorite matches from that show uh -huh. so many uh, yeah that was a yeah. lot go ahead g for me 52 was the debut of jada stone yes uh, yes SHW. and i you know i've been very high on the spark uh for quite some time had a chance to call some of her matches in some other places and so uh it was great to see her come in against danny jordan and again it was on like the idea that women from all across the wrestling world were finally making their way into SHW. And, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, you can see Jada Stone uh, actually on the OVW Netflix docuseries called Wrestlers. Mm -hmm. and so that's really awesome to see that she had some time in SHW. And it was a great match, a great, great night, a great, great showing for her. And again, lots of great hope for the women's division. Yeah. Dream Girl Ellie as well on that OVW. Uh... That's uh, right. Series, who was That's at right. a, the previous show that we we're talking about. Um, right. But also, of course, we mentioned the, the Jake the Snake Legacy Championship final. Chip Day would be victorious. Uh, Jake the Snake would hand him the oh, belt. Yeah. Uh, and what would end up happening, of course, this was, think about this. This was the month prior to the Rumble Jack. So we had some Rumble Jack qualifier matches. Um, the hierarchy actually had a successful title defense against Akuto Death Society. It was the first time we saw them. Uh, we've seen Kevin Ryan before. We've seen Chris Crunk briefly. And, of course, they teamed together. First time we've seen Akuto Death Society teaming in SHW. Uh, but, yeah, a couple of Rumble Jack qualifiers. And so because the Rumble Jack was right around the corner, after the JTS Legacy Championship match, all hell kind of broke loose. Everybody mm -hmm. was coming down to the ring. We almost got like a mini preview where guys were throwing other guys over the top rope. It was just all chaotic. But the biggest, coolest moment, even better than the match I was just talking about, that three-on-three -three match, was Jake the Snake, for the first time in well over a decade, pulling out his vintage, the original DDT, and it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy as he planted Bryce Cannon right on his right unicorn on tip, tip <laughs> right into the canvas with a monster DDT, and it, the, the, the roof nearly came off of the action building. I'm telling you, because... He, we've seen him threaten the DDT a few times over the past few years, but we haven't seen him hit it in quite some time. And to hit it on that no good Bryce Cannon was something special. I mean, it was that was awesome. What a way to cap off the show. Woo. I'm telling you, I, I was scrolling through right there, and I, I kind of came up on it. And and <laughs> as you're talking, you're like doing a play-by-play -play as I'm seeing him just flop around like a fish. <laughs> done. Yeah. Over mm. Mm. one of the best moments ever. First to see Jake the Snake in the ring once again at SHW, and to see Bryce get what he deserved. Yeah, oh, oh so yes, good. yes, it, so good. It was a viral moment for sure, and uh, one of a few times that Mr. Cannon would go viral this year. Yeah, uh, God bless. I call who calls him Mr. Cannon. I just thought about that. Like nobody calls him Mr. Cannon. You did. So. I know. I was going to say there I'm you are, Mr. Cannon. There you are. <laughs> Oh, well, that'll take us to the Rumble Jack, of course, our big August show, our fifth annual Rumble Jack. This year, mm -hmm. Jake the Snake up the ante just a little bit. It's always been 30 competitors or thereabouts. This time it was 35 competitors in the Rumble Jack with the winner getting an SHW championship 
shot at our anniversary show still here five a couple of months later and uh the the fun thing about these rumble jacks one thing for us uh but backstage it's like a family reunion we're seeing folks we haven't seen all year since the last rumble jack or even longer and so it's always a lot of fun but also for the fans on the show you just don't know who's going to show up you don't know who because that's the thing too with us backstage we might see a bunch of people, but that doesn't mean that they're on the show, that they're in the match. Right. And right. so right. we're just as surprised when people come out as everybody else. Now, of course, throughout the month leading up to it, we would see a few uh, names announced, uh, entrants that would be in the match. But there were so many leading into that night that were unannounced. So many numbers left that we were like, no, wait, that means there's a lot of unknowns here and mm-hmm. anything can happen in that type of match. And you just never know anybody, anybody in this match could end up getting a title shot. So uh, right. on top of that, though, before we get into and we'll get into the Rumble Jack match itself, but we had the J- JTS a Legacy Championship match where Chip Day defended against his former tag team partner from Technical Excellence, uh, Excellence Kyle Matthews. That match. What mm-hmm. a match that, that was. Classic. That that was, you, you can't say enough about this, but just go back and watch it. Rumble yeah. Jack 35, go, just go watch it. Just go watch it. That was amazing. Yeah. And and it was an open challenge, which is what was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Who def- who makes their first title defense in an open challenge? Bad boy then- chip day. <laughs> and so yeah, it was it was incredible. It was at you you gotta go back and watch it. It was it was yes. major. Yeah. Um, let's see. We saw SAW tag uh championship match. You had the hierarchy versus mm-hmm. all-star special that night, which was mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Uh, and this is all on top. Oh, then you had the SHW championship match, uh, Judas or Judas versus Corey Hollis versus Gunnar Miller. Mm-hmm. And this, I mean, that's, those are three insane matches in and of themselves right there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a stacked He's card nine. on any, on any, uh, show night mm-hmm. on top of the rubble check. I mean, yeah. what Crazy. a night that was, um, no surprise bigger though. I dare say than the savior himself, David Ali showing up unexpectedly. At the Rumble Jack, entering the match. Yes, we saw some other returns. Carly, Carly Bravo showed showed up mm-hmm. again, and we hadn't seen him since he had uh, gone all elite several months prior. Mm-hmm. But uh, David Ali, I think everybody everybody's jaws hit the floor. You know, he moved to Chicago a while back, and we hadn't seen him since. And we we had the big emotional goodbye uh, the year prior. You know, and so uh, we weren't sure when or if we would see him ever back in an SHW ring. And not only. Did we see him return at the Rumble Jack? He would go on and win the whole freaking thing. Okay. Uh, now, by the time it got down to the final two, and again, I hate to give him any sort of, uh, hang on. I hate to give him any sort of, uh, sorry, <laughs> hang on. I hate to give uh, Bryce Cannon any sort of props, but he did make it to the final two. It was Bryce Cannon, David Ali. We had another legend in the house that night to uh, be the uh, Rumble Jack enforcer. Butterbean himself shows up. Yeah. To be the Rumblejack and uh, the Lumberjack enforcer, right? So he comes down with all the Lumberjacks when it was the final two. And uh, in the course of that, you had Pepperbottom and Zach Mosley trying to interfere on behalf of Bryce Cannon. At mm-hmm. one point, Zach Mosley gets laid, or uh, sorry, Pepperbottom gets laid out by a right hand from the boxing legend Butterbean. Oh, it was a thing of beauty. And uh, of course, David Ali would go on and defeat Bryce Cannon to become the number one contender for the SHW title. What? A crazy night that was. Go ahead, Jay. Uh, I was I was gonna say uh, two things. One, 
it's, you know, there's not much that David Ali has not done in his SHW mm -hmm. career, but winning the Rumble Jack was one of those things he had not done. Yeah. And so to come back and to do that was absolutely massive. The place went nuts. I went nuts. Uh, <laughs> it was just crazy to see that he was coming back and he would get an opportunity to win a title in the one place where he lost the championship, that being at still here. So it was a great opportunity uh, for him, for sure. And I do think uh, it's interesting to note that there have been more mentions of Bryce Cannon on this show than there are children from Nick Cannon. Just thought I should mention that. Carry on. <laughs> Not that many. That's oh, a lot. yes, there have been. That's a lot. And I haven't there said have anything been. that many times. There that, have been. That is, that's shocked. actually a thing. That but is, I will say it's all I'm only mentioning it after when they're getting beat down. So ah, well, lots of yeah. canon mentions. So <laughs> there it is. Oh man. Well, uh, like I said, David Ali would earn a shot at the championship at our anniversary show, which would be in October, but we had to get to September first, SHW mm -hmm. fifty four, where we had a uh three on three main event match. It was the end game, Judas, Nick Halen, and Todd Sexton taking on David Ali, Gunnar Miller, and Corey Hollis. Uh, and that was kind of getting everybody's wetting everybody's appetite a little bit for that big championship match at the anniversary show. But also at 54, uh, Matt Griffin shows up. We started seeing Matt Griffin, the CEO of Action Wrestling, showing up yeah. alongside Adam Priest, right? And Cruel, of course, the IWTV champion. Uh, we had seen him defend the IWTV champion in the impromptu match, which I neglected to mention. That was SHW 52, which ended up being a uh, four-way match. Cruel versus Hunter James versus Ashton Star versus Sunny Days, mm -hmm. uh, where Cruel would retain. It's crazy to think back because we talked about this last year when uh, you mentioned AC Mack having that historic reign as the IWTV world champion and to have his first title defense be at SHW against mm -hmm. David Ali, speaking of. Mm -hmm. uh, and then fast forward a year later, and Cruel is now the IWTV world champion. And think about that pedigree of SHW producing these guys, their homegrown talent right here from SHW. They've gone on to the worldwide stage being world champions for IWTV. Uh, and then Cruel having uh, multiple title defenses this year in an mm -hmm. SHW ring. So uh, this particular night, SHW 54 in September, uh, taking on Adam Priest, who he, I've said this before. We've said this before. Adam Priest, I'm I'm a fan, okay? I'm a fan of his work. Uh, I'm a fan of what he can do in the ring. I'm not so much a fan of his alliance with Matt Griffin as a representative of action wrestling, but it mm. is what it is. Anytime that we get to see him at SHW in a match, I'm cool with. However, <laughs> it's been a little screwy uh, since then. Uh, with him and Matt Griffin, and of course, Brooklyn turning on her husband and all that chaos and craziness, and then bringing in the uh, the uh, branding iron and lighting it on fire and all this. We'll get to that, too. That happened throughout the next couple of months. But, uh, man, anyways, your thoughts on uh, on Cruel and uh, the IWTV championship over – really over this whole year, but also at 54. That, that – the whole Adam – Priest thing with uh, Matt Griffin. Let's just talk about that for a second. Let's. I don't really have a lot of thoughts <laughs> on it, but just was fun. Yeah. The the size difference in Adam to Cruel is it's not it's not something you can question. You know, there's 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 something there, but Adam is very capable. 
I mean, he is the action champion. Is he not still the action champion? He is the action uh, he, champion. Well, he's lost that title since. He's but... lost the title, but at the time yes. he was. Yes. Yeah. Correct? He's got the ability. He he could have possibly beaten Cruel. Um, I don't think he could have done it without Matt Griffith. And, of course, he didn't do it, but I don't think he could have done it alone. Not in this situation. Because it was IWTV Championship, and cruel being cruel, I didn't see that going any way other than way it did. Yeah. Honestly, I, I've we have seen a few people manhandle cruel here and there, like whoever that whoever that crazy guy was that came and slammed him into the mat last time we saw him. I don't I don't remember that guy guy's name, but I, I just Tyler don't. Stevens. The walk, the walk. Yeah. But I do feel like cruel is he's a force to be reckoned with, and and you can't just walk in with an attitude from Alabama and say, I'm going to take your title. And because I had Matt Griffin in my corner, what, you know, I, I just, no, that ended exactly how it should have. What what Here. I found interesting about it too, was that they, there was a lot of history that we didn't see in SHW that happened mm -hmm. outside of SHW where, and it's crazy to me to think that, cause, cause they were like, friends i guess like it's yeah. weird well, they were, to be they, they tied anybody... together they hung together they rode together they yeah but it's cool like who what kind of relationship is that to be friends with a guy like that to to ride the roads with that kind of like I, does he you ride the car does he just does he i can't picture him doing normal people things like riding in a car to the next town or anything like that i like we saw the iwtv video at halloween where he's like in the woods and in the scary you know shed you know whatever it just so the fact that priest was like i guess buddies with cruel leading up to that I don't know. It was very surreal to me. So I know that that history existed. I just, we didn't see it firsthand, but anyway, right. sorry, GB. Well, he, he was also friends with Matt Griffin. So there's the bat. <laughs> so um, Matt Griffin's a monster. So he's friends with monsters, I guess. I don't know. Well, well I, I, I mean, and troll, so. I, ah, there oof, you go. <laughs> well, well, uh, you know, the other thing that is just amazing to me, I think back to 2020, you know, our first show back uh, from the pandemic, and, you know, it felt like hell froze over, you know, to see these different promotions that were in our building, you know, all at the same time. It was crazy. But when you think about it, there's perhaps been no promotion that has gone to proverbial war with SHW more than action wrestling. Yeah. Like they literally would have shows the same night and the the. You know, there's there's friendly trash talking and then there's the kind of trash talking that had been happening between Gary Lamb and Matt Griffin. And mm -hmm. so Matt Griffin, even being in an SHW building is like, whoa, then bringing the action championship in an SHW building is like, whoa, the action. Chain, and, yeah, you it's know like, what whoa. I mean? It, it really is. <laughs> you black Rob. Um, I, I'm just sitting here just going like. How is this happening? So there, there was a lot of, amid all the wild moments, a lot of history making, oh my God, I can't believe I just saw that kind yeah. of thing that unfortunately not all fans might be privy to, but those of us who are inside are losing our minds, you know? So it's it's it was wild. It was, and it was a lot to process that night, you know? 
the fact that that the action championship was there, Matt Griffin was there, there was a world title, then Brooklyn seemingly taking her ring off and putting it in the the pocket of Adam Priest <sighs> and turning on her husband. It, it, it was a lot to process. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. That was uh... And we still don't have answers. Yeah, I'm still a little bit. Probably will never have answers on that. Never ever. Well, we had. Well, uh, we'll get to this, but I mean, we had. They they broke into our feed at our last show live from the uh, from Tyrone from the Action Wrestling show uh, mm -hmm. that was happened the same night as our last show. Anyways, uh, and then of course there was something that happened in November as well, where Rico Gonzalez came in to face Cruel, and uh, but a couple times. A couple of favorite moments from the year was seeing Matt Griffin dive into the front row, trying to run for his life, and just feet straight up in the air as he dives over the, the, yeah. the, the guardrail into the front row. Uh, I exactly. think it happened, was it that night, 54, I think, maybe? Mm -hmm. And then, of course, mm -hmm. it would happen, GB, it was the night you weren't there, and Mac yeah. was with us. Uh, yeah. he, it did it mm -hmm. again, where they ended up at the nightclub down the, uh, down the way. <laughs> but, that was uh, some crazy footage. Oh, wow. It was. What a crazy night that was. But... Um, uh, 54, and I'll mention this real quick because I, apparently I keep mentioning his name, so I'll bring it up again. Mm -hmm. Um, I won't mention his name. I'll mention their name. Exotic Youth uh, got themselves uh, a title shot for the tag titles against the Hierarchy, and we had a special guest referee, none other than Hold My Beer Hansen. Mm -hmm. And GB, you brought up the point last week, and you're right. Maybe a bit of a slow count that happened in this matchup, and uh, had it been a normal count, had Hansen not hurt his hand, after mm. the two count, and mm. he hit the three count, mm. exotic youth would have been. Ooh, sorry, exotic youth <laughs> would have been. Ooh, sorry, hang on. Are you gonna puke? Exotic youth would have been the sh ooh, the shw tag team. <laughs> ooh, sorry, champions. Sorry, it's hard to get that out. Yeah. But they did not become the tag champs that night. No. Um, but that was the night that kind of sparked that whole three way feud between All Star Special mm -hmm. Exotic Youth. And uh, the hierarchy, and of course, that's the night Jake the Snake chimed in during the show and announced that we're going to have a triple threat tag team match for the titles the following month at SHW Still Here 5, which, uh, of course, we'll get to that here in a second. But, man, uh, of course, the end game that night, Judas, Nick Halen, Todd Sexton, I mentioned, took on Gunnar Miller, Corey Hollis, and David Ali, who was the winner of the Rumble Jack. And, of course, that teed us up and got us ready for the anniversary show where uh, – David would get that title match, and we found out it was going to be a, a casket match. Uh, yeah. But real quick, just another shout-out before I go too far. Danny, of course, Danny Jordan was in action again against the returning Heather Monroe. It was good to see yes. her back, and yeah. another great match between those two. Um, Ashton Star versus Nodgicism that night was a great one. Kyle Matthews versus Kenway that night. Man, mm -hmm. just another stellar card there. Taking us to October, and SHW still here five Fifth anniversary, you guys. I know I said it that night. I said it leading up to it. I've said it since, but it's still just unbelievable that we made it five years. Uh, sometimes it five feels like it's been forever. Sometimes years. it feels like it flew by. Um, and, you know, just unbelievable. But what another major stacked cart that was. Another Hall of Famer joined us that night. Mm -hmm. The one and yes, only Diamond Dallas Page. Was in the house, and uh, one of my highlights. And GB, I don't know if I speak for both of us, but I probably do here. One yeah. of my highlights for this year was getting to sit with him in the commentary booth and call a match with him, which was just so surreal. Uh, and then it ended up being a match 
that a lot of fans say may have just stolen the entire show as it was a no hold bards match between uh, Nathan Mowry, the Kill Billy, mm-hmm. and Sunny Days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they pulled out all the stops. Now, of course, mm-hmm. DDP has a, a, a deep connection with both of those guys, uh, which prompted him to come join us on commentary. And uh, what a night that was. Nathan Mowry coming off the 15-foot high wall. Uh, I mean, just just an insane, insane night. Of course, we had that casket match I talked about. Danny Jordan had a uh, had started had called out the NWA World Women's Champion Kenzie Page the night before at the an or the week before the Anarchy Show. Um, and so, I mean, that was a great match. We had the Triple Threat Tag Team match. Uh, what else am I forgetting? I mean, so much happened on that show. The L oh, the the scramble match for the JTS Legacy Championship. Chip Day versus we're, the World. Yeah, Chip That's took right. on Chip took on everybody. Uh, we saw yeah. Ashton and Movie Mike finally collided. Uh, mm-hmm. for the first time in SHW, and whew, I, I, it's hard for me to pick one moment from that show. Um, I think just on a personal level, uh, just the fact that we got to call a match with a, a Hall of Famer with DDP that night for me, that's like a selfie, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. During the match, he's like, Hang on, yes. boys, I gotta get a selfie. <laughs> what a moment! Oh, crazy! What a moment. <laughs> Do you um, do you guys remember if he's ever been in, in a match himself like that, like no holds barred, anything oh, goes? He had a hardcore match uh, at WCW Uncensored with Randy Savage. Okay, I was going to say, a, I wondered if one. perhaps with Raven, because Raven always had the Raven Raven's Rules matches. They've mm-hmm. done some things together, so too. maybe yeah. something there, but yeah, you said the Savage he was match. seriously invested in this mm-hmm. match. Well, he seriously. said... He even said it, it went above his expectations. Like he was kind of blown <laughs> away by it. Yeah. And I think we all were, I think the fans were, I think everybody, because, yeah. you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but we've had it a few and far between uh, in SHW where we'll have some, a death match, if that's what you want to call it, or no mm-hmm. holds barred or no DQ match. And, uh, but when they happen, they are quite the spectacle. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, props to Nathan who, uh, I, you know, we love Look, Nathan. He was, and yeah, he was out to he, prove a point, yeah, and he and, did just that. Look, yeah. He's chasing his dream, and he is—he's—he's is, he's seeing it come to life, and, and yeah. it's a beautiful thing. Bloody yeah. as it may be, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a match of the year candidate for me uh, by yeah. far. Stole the show. The lead up to it was incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just all of the things and. Yeah, I I was a massive fan of that match, and I really hope that you know once we get to January, somebody somewhere is at least talking about this in the yeah. conversation for match of the year. Well, you know what? We will be at the award show, so we'll at least be talking about it, whether it's on the ballot or not. Amen we'll just talk about that. it just to talk about it. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. They're gonna learn today. <laughs> We're gonna let everybody <laughs> know. Right. We're gonna let That's everybody right. know. <laughs> we'll be presenting the award and be like, and what should have been on the ballot? Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, kidding, yeah, yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just so many moments on that on that card. I mean, anything other other stuff that big stuff that stands out. Of course, the NWA Women's Title match. I think the casket match. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on. But you guys, what what are, what are we thinking? Go ahead, Jay. No, I was I was gonna say I think you nailed it. Um, you know those those were some massive moments for sure. Yeah, and uh, I enjoyed them all. Diana, any favorites? Any personal favorites? Man, everything just runs together when it comes from show to show to me. So yeah. <laughs> you have to call out all the matches, and 
let's think about this. So it was an amazing night. It was the anniversary okay. night. We had all kinds of stuff going on. DDP was there. I mean, every show's a banger. So yeah, yeah. it great. is. You're right. And it really is until I stop it's and look so at hard. it. Yeah. We were joking off air before we started the show. And I always, I call GB the professor of our trio here, <laughs> the professor of V3, because like he can go he back and he's everything. That, yeah, he's got that that uh, <laughs> photographic memory where I literally have to pull up the card. So forgive me if you're watching us and you see me looking. At, I'm hey, looking I at mean, the. Uh, I'm, I'm, I am paying attention. You're not right, just yeah, looking yeah. inside of my head. I'm just looking through my my card. If you're just listening to the audio version, you're none the wiser. But if you're watching us, you see me scrolling. I'm just looking through the match card because I gotta get the refreshers here. But so many big moments. Not over here ordering a pizza. I'm just <laughs> trying to find out what's going on. Uh, <laughs> oh my Domino's app over here. That's great. <laughs> Large pepperoni. That's got a shakaroni. No, that's Papa John's. Anyways, Papa John's. Um, <laughs> well, let's move on. 56. This was uh, GB. You were on assignment this month, but of course, you have gone back and you've seen the show. Of course. Um, we were joined, and you alluded to this earlier. Uh, yes, we saw Mac, uh, his uh, farewell match, if that's what you want to call yes. it, from prior, uh, several months prior. And we weren't <sighs> sure if we'd see him again. Um, if we were going to see him again, I didn't think it would be in in a wrestling role in action in the ring. Well, sure enough, we did see him again, but this time it was in a commentary role. And, uh, man, I will tell you, we had fun that night. And, GB, I wish you could have been with us because that would have been fun to have a three-man booth oh, that wow. night. But been what was cool about having Mac there and Mac being so familiar with the roster, obviously his homegrown, you know, hometown uh, SHW, been there since literally the very first match on the very first show. So he's familiar with everybody. He knows what's going on. He knows. So he just, he fit right in like a glove, you know, and just uh, picked right back up. Like we never missed a beat. And so yeah. uh, it was a great night. Now this is when uh, we had Owen Knight, Nogicism, three stages of hell match. Now what's crazy about this. And we touched on this earlier in the year, they were coming off of that best of seven series, the Southeast best of seven series where yes, match three, six, and seven, and this particular year, six and seven took place on the same night, mm -hmm. uh, and Nadja would come out on top. Owen never lived that down. Like they would go on to become a tag team. They would get uh, some tag team opportunities. They had a shot at the tag titles, and then Owen during that match would turn on Nadja's. And when it looked like we were about to have new tag team champions, uh, and ever since Owen turned that night, the rest of the year. Owen has had this whole new mindset. He's come out to this dreary, somber mm -hmm. kind of music that, you know, mm -hmm. if you recall, he used to have the most hype entrance in all of SHW and the whole crowd would be bouncing and rocking. And it was, it was awesome. And then to go from that and just flip on a dime to, to now what his entrance is, it's just like, you know, and he had sat in the ring and he, and he talked to the crowd. I don't, I remember if it was at 51, whatever show it was yeah. and uh, kind of trying to, bare his soul a little bit explain and explain his actions and the crowd wasn't having it they're booing and he doesn't care he doesn't want he's not there for the people he's not the uh, working team captain anymore he's his own captain mm -hmm. and um anyways he's just never i think he's never gotten over losing that best of seven to nausea and then that brought us to the three stages of hell match here at shw 56 uh last month of november and um we're listening we at home that, that was what was i think the most the tough part about losing the best of seven but yeah the three stages of hell yeah we already knew it was going to be wild we already knew that but <laughs> carry on 
<laughs> Pizza's here. <laughs> right. <laughs> GB. Yeah, you know, uh, Diana was right. It it was going to be wild. We knew that. There was so much frustration. And, you know, every now and again, an event happens in our lives that we look at as the turning point. You know, it's the moment that turned us from being happy to sad, or it's the moment that took us from, you know, poverty to, to you know, places of abundance and that type of thing. We know that particular moment. You know, I, I've cited the moment when my life changed in the wrestling world, you know, that fateful night in December of 2019. I think that that best of seven, that match seven was the turning point for Owen Knight. He was never the same. He never mm -hmm. got over it. So this was supposed to be for him redemption. And I'm still not sure if that actually happened. It was a wild and crazy match. Yeah, of course, we would make it to all three stages. Of it would course. end with uh, Owen saying, I quit. And what's crazy is, you know, just like the fans, I had I couldn't wait to go back and watch it on IWTV. And I said this uh, when we did the review of that show, the recap, that where Mac and I were sitting, we, you know, we didn't have a monitor in front of us. So we really couldn't tell what was happening on the far side of the of the building. Mm -hmm. um, and then going back and watching it, you can clearly see, oh, Naja strapped him to that table right? And, and threatened to jump from the top of that wall, you know, 15 feet high to come through him. And he can't move. He's strapped in there, of course. And now I'm like, well, no wonder he said I quit. Because from where we were, we couldn't really tell what was. We were like, oh, he just said I quit. Like, what, what's going on? Right, and right. then he still talked trash. And Naja went ahead and proceeded to just go ahead and jump through him anyway. Oh, he talked um, so much. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I won't repeat it, but no. Thought. Go back and watch it. Yeah, you can see it for yourself. But uh, <laughs> that that show was crazy. Uh, that was, of course, that that topped it off with the main event. But that was also the night that uh, we saw uh, the hierarchy defend the tag titles against the End Games, Judas yeah. and Nick Halen. That's the SHW champion and the Anarchy champion together as End Game and uh, fighting for those titles. And I was like, could you imagine if they end up beating the hierarchy? leaving with all the gold. I, I couldn't believe it if it was yeah. going to happen, and uh, it did not. But that was also the night we – another uh, historic night where the action championship for the first time ever was defended in the SHW – in an SHW ring on an mm -hmm. SHW show uh, between Adam Pier or Adam <laughs> – I did it again. Adam, Adam yeah. Priest defending <laughs> against Ashton Starr. Well, um, it's official. It's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is official. Yeah. Uh, and, and on top of that, we had so many titles on the line that night. IWTV World Championship was on the line as Cruel defended against an action wrestling representative, Rico Gonzalez. Now, here's what was interesting, sitting next to AC Mack uh, in the commentary booth. That okay. part, speak. Yeah. So he's, he's on commentary watching Rico in the ring. Now, obviously, he was – Mack is, you know – from SHW, but also he spent a lot of time in action wrestling. In fact, mm -hmm. he was the action champion at the same time he was the Southern Honor champion. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of ties there. Obviously, we know the ties with him and Rico and the ties with him and SHW. So it was kind of a weird. You had Cruel, who was, while he was the IWTV and still is IWTV champion, uh, kind of representing SHW. And then Rico coming in representing action. Mm -hmm. It was just put back in a weird spot. And I understand why. But right. uh Poor Rico. We love Rico. I, I Like I said with Adam uh, Priest, I'm a fan, just not when he's representing, you know, Matt Griffin and action wrestling. Um, right. But it is what it is. 
So yeah. Rico uh, took a bit of a beating, but it was what happened after the match where uh, Rico did survive and he made it to the back, you know, with referee assistance on his on his feet, barely. <laughs> but uh, it was Matt Griffin diving into the front row again yeah. and then literally running out the front door of the action building and down all the way. And I don't know if he ended up in the club or where he went. Now, Cruel followed him and stalked him all the way down to the club. And then we see Cruel go into this nightclub where you know and it was still early it wasn't hopping quite yet but there was a few people in there you tell all the lights were up and there was a few people there and he walks up to these ladies at the bar they're on their phone you hear a scream one of them screamed when he walked in the door it was it was crazy it was like i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe what we were seeing (laughs) and i could only imagine being those uh those random people that are just there you know getting ready for their big night out at the club to turn around and see a seven foot monster in that mask Come, come, you know, just walking through that door with that look in his eyes. I mean, what do you, what do you think was going through their minds? What do I think was going Anybody, through Anybody, like, just, I can't imagine. They were probably pushing the bottle away at this point. How Maybe much have I had, had here? Like, I, I just know, started. started. It's early. early. Yeah, it's just early What's here. in this tequila? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Did I eat the worm already? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hallucinating? Yeah. Nah, that, yeah. Side note, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Hallucinate happened to be the word <laughs> of the year according to dictionary.com. So that's quite oh. a posit given this particular situation. So. We're supposed to scream that like we do on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> Hallucinate! Playhouse. <laughs> reference here this is great oh my goodness it's great wow Uh, what else happened that night um gauntlet the tag team gauntlet Gauntlet. yes the tag team gauntlet uh we would see happy madness prevail after going through uh let's see the kudo death society was in it coven of the goat the grapplers exotic puke sorry the mic again exotic youth um and was that it one two three yeah and then Happy Madness would end up prevailing. So, of course, they get their uh, SHW Tag Team title shot. Uh, mm-hmm. We have yet to hear when that's going to happen. We just knew that it's going to happen at a future date. Um, it did not happen at the uh, at our last show as Joe Black ended up in the title match in December. But uh, we'll get there. Um, but, man. Uh, this was a surprise. Like, this is the time I think Lev had to face. Was it Cyrus? Oh, that might have been uh, the month before. Was it? No, that was 54 in September. Yeah, Lev. Lev Because Lev kept showing up, right? Lev kept showing up. He showed up at the Rumble Jack. I I neglected to mention this because he was never an official entrant. And, uh, you know, I want to reiterate. I think people. He was was just side decoration that wallowed all over the floor every time somebody got out and we, we we've had we've had some people that have claimed that have said oh he he made his way into the rumble now he was never no. an official entrant mm-hmm. he was out there and he kept getting clobbered by people like during the course of the match but anyways to his credit he kind of like that you know that that he just keeps showing up he's persistent you know gb mm-hmm. you know we always be he's like what does, he, what does he mean he's faithful and gb said well if he's he might be faithful but he's also persistent he keeps mm-hmm. showing up and uh, in this particular case, that was back at 54 when he showed up and he got put in an impromptu match and destroyed by Cyrus the Destroyer. Um, at 56, let's see. Let me run down this card here. I'm not sure. Was he at 56? 
Yeah, he, he was at 56. Because he, he called out Killjoy. Yeah, you're right. Oh, Kill that's Joy. right. He came out after Killjoy and Hunter James had their match. Right. Hunter James ended up being victorious. Thanks in uh, part to uh, the Guiding Light himself, mm-hmm. Tristan Michaels. Uh, and then he came out, got in uh, Fluffman's face, who was out there mm-hmm. at ringside. And then he also uh, mentioned and announced that he was going to have that match with Killjoy. So that took place at 57, which was just a couple of weeks ago. And we recapped that show last week, so we don't need to go into super long detail about it. But uh, as we know, Joe Black, of course, got that title match. And uh, we vented our frustrations last week on uh, how that played out. Um, Fluffman would show back up uh, and, and get the pie in the face to Lev, which we also found out earlier this week. That match... Uh, it had been announced that night, as Fluffman would announce, that he's going to be debuting in January. But we did see the official graphic for it this uh, earlier this week. Uh, Fluffman will be taking on Alexander Lev at uh, 58 on January 5th. And uh, But, yeah, let's see what else. Um, we talked about Kylie Alexa earlier, right, mm-hmm. and how Danny brought her in. Uh, and I mentioned how it was kind of ironic that she was the one that brought her in, and now she would end up having to face Kylie Alexa one-on-one or so we thought. It started out one-on-one. We were joined by Kenzie Page at the commentary booth. Of course, that would kind of devolve very quickly. And one of the biggest returns of the year, on top of a lot of big returns this year, the queen. GB, that's your that's your cue. She's she, your... She, she is our queen to be. Yes, <laughs> no, 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 you're no. You're so solemn. She's your what? <laughs> I couldn't quite hear you. She's your what? She's our queen. No, 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 no. I will do this all night. She's your what? Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't don't be afraid to wake the neighbors. Well, I I don't want to wake anyone, but I do believe. I got you. I got you. She's your queen to be. There it is. I'll wake my neighbors. It's all right. There it is. There it is. (laughs) I understand. I just realized that you're certain in the building that are. Maybe yes. trying to go to sleep. Fair yes. enough. Fair yes. enough. But next time we'll get it. We'll get <laughs> it live early. on the pre-show. We'll get it live I on the pre-show the next pleasure time. Pleasure of the queen. So <laughs> absolutely. Uh, what a big surprise that was! And of course, we got to see uh, the uh, debut of Anthony Agogo, which was a huge mm-hmm. deal. And oh, he laid out Pepperbottom with the governor's hammer. Woo hoo! That was awesome. Uh, and of course, we got to see the infantry show up and take yes. care of business as they took out exotic pute. Ah, I did it again exotic youth um and uh not only that well here's the thing gb got his christmas present the yeah. queen returned yeah. diana got her christmas present chip day returned and got a piece of hunter james mm-hmm. and b-dub got his christmas present because exotic youth quit the company they, they quit did. the company um and you know on that note i've got to, that's going to kind of bring us to the end of the uh, episode here we, we had a lot to cover 12 big yeah. uh 12 months uh, 11 Thanks shows. For hanging. Yeah. So thank you for sticking with us. Um, before we do fully wrap up though, well, we're going to end the show, but I, I want to premiere something. Uh, I, I guess I, I made a gift for exotic youth and let me just say, yes, GB, you mentioned how many times I mentioned those guys' names during the show. It kind of pains me to say it, but I will admit I might miss them just a little bit. Um, hmm. because I, I said this last week, I, I, I kind of, Gave them their flowers. Might have been dead flowers, but yes, I still gave did. them. I still gave them <laughs> the flowers. They're dead flowers. Um, anyways, it's better than nothing, though, right? Um, but here's the thing. 
in the in the in the spirit of the holidays, it's the season of giving. I created, I guess you can call it a tribute if you want. Uh, wow. But I want to I want to premiere it here at the end of our episode. But um, so feel free to take a look. I know you guys haven't seen it. Um, I, I know I haven't, and I'm not sure about your gift giving skills when it comes to exotic exotic use. So. Oh, oh no, GB, it's because it's great. It's a really good one. It's a really so okay. Mm. Fine, you don't want to say it's from all of V3. I get it. I get it. I can say it's from me, Diana. I think. Okay, you'll... wait, wait, wait. Is this something that I would love to give as well? I think this could be from me and Diana. How about that? Okay. GB, you don't have to claim it. That's fine. I get it. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, it's not bad. It's not bad. So everybody stay tuned because the premiere is coming up right after this. But before we get to that, we will be back next week as we preview SHW 58 Year of Honor coming up on January 5th. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Christmas is a couple days away. Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry uh, Christmas. Have some Merry fun with your friends and family. Uh, try not to eat too much. I've already been eating sweets all at our work uh, all week long. They've been bringing cookies and all this good stuff. And I, I got to settle down here. But uh, <laughs> uh, we will be back next week, and we will preview and get ready for the big new year. And uh, But, yeah, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And uh, we will see you guys next week. But until then, this has been SHW. This is our wrestling. Check out this video. You've got a little bit.